Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Southern Scrap Nation's podcast. Your host, as always, Daniel Jonas, on this beautiful Thursday morning, August 20th, 2020, here in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, back from, I don't know, a couple days of house hunting. So we are back at it here. Uh, I'm going to be breaking down the fights coming up this weekend. We got Pedro Munoz versus Frankie Edgar at the USC Apex, along with a couple other fights and some news. So as far as like MMA news. But before we do that, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, like, write a review, all that good stuff. You can find all that at SouthernScrapNation.com as well as iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can go to YouTube or, well, you could go to YouTube, Southern Scrap Nation. You go to Instagram, Facebook, and other social media accounts to find Southern Scrap Nation as well. All right. All right. All right. All right. So let's get into some news as far as fight announcements. We'll go through first. We got Anderson Silva versus Uriah Hall. Uh, it's kind of like Israel Adesanya versus your or Israel Adesanya versus Anderson Anderson Silva light. Um, it, it's another one of those fights where we're gonna get street fighter quality kind of striking from both these men. Anderson's looking phenomenal as always, even not being booked for a fight in your eye hall. I mean, making that move to Fortis MMA, I think it's really changed his his trajectory towards that title. I think it's got his mindset right. Um, I think this is a good fight. I think this. I think this is a good fight for him in a way of motivation. When he first got into the UFC, Anderson was still the champ, and it was kind of like that was the guy. So now he has a chance to fight the man, and Anderson Silva, potential final fight of his career. I think it's a great final fight to go out of. Uh, just kind of back and forth. Enter the Dragon style, October 31st, Halloween night. Um, makings of a... Are we doing Halloween this year? Is Halloween a thing this year? Because you can't go up to, like... You can't go up to, like, doors and... I mean, you could with masks. I guess you could. Everyone's wearing a mask. I mean, they're not, they're not like, coronavirus masks. They're not, like, medical masks. But everyone's wearing a mask. I guess you could this year. I wouldn't. I mean, there's no. There's not going to be like an adult Halloween. I don't think. I don't think bars are going to be open and people are going to be doing bar crawls. Spooky bar crawls. So the biggest news that came out of this past weekend was John Jones relinquishing the belt and moving to heavyweight. It even kind of overshadowed Daniel Cormier and his whole career thing, but I think the biggest thing to say about that is, of course, I mean, we saw this move coming from a mile away. He even teased the fight with Ngannou and da-da-da-da-da-da. I think every time you see these heavyweights fight for the title or a big heavyweight fight is in the mix or someone that was a light heavyweight goes up to heavyweight, John's got his eye on it. Um, but now everyone's got their take. Uh, Dominic Reyes, John Jones is moving up to heavyweight because those guys are slow. Uh, and he's basically saying he's moving up because of 
It's because of him, because it's Dominic Reyes. He's like... And I don't know if it's that... Yeah, I mean... I I don't like I get that Dominic Reyes gave him a good fight and it was a close fight. I understand this. And everyone there's people that are just like John Jones haters and they're like, fuck that guy, Dom won. And I get it. And I get it. Like the guy's not the guy you can't root for. Like it's hard to root for the guy. But I harp on it all the time. Greatness is greatness and you gotta put it to the side. And when someone says stuff like this, like he's leaving because of me, well, John Jones kind of beat me to to it and then responded and said, I literally had to leave it all out there the night I beat Gus. My last fight, I ended comfortably scoring points. Gus pushed me to a place I still haven't, I have yet to see again. I agree. I think that night was more of a fight and a close fight to John than the Dom Reyes fight was. I think the Dom Reyes fight was close in the way where points are scored kind of in like a back and forth point karate match where the it's, it's, it's tied by points, like literal points. They've hit, he hit him, he hit him, he hit him, he hit him. Now, does the damage and the intensity of that match reciprocate the, or reflect, well, it's not reciprocate, more reflect the, uh, the outcome of the match? Not really. But when you see that John Jones versus Gus fight, you're like, well, these, you, don't, you don't even look at the numbers. You just look at the damage being done. Uh, and then both DC and Gus face fatalities in our rematches. Now for my first time in my career, I'm terrified to have a rematch. Question mark. If you believe this narrative, slap yourself. I agree. Like he goes, he's the best. He's the best guy when it comes to rematches. I mean, it's just Jackson Wink's thing. Like DC, or John's really good in the first fight. And then if you have 30 minutes of tape on a guy, which, when you beat a guy decisively, which might be John's thing, he likes to beat them decisively in case there is a rematch where he can pick apart every, every, ugh, everything as far as, like, you have 30 minutes of tape to watch. And then you can pick out all the tendencies and everything. I think Reyes versus John in a rematch, it's a one-way John train just because... Reyes doesn't have a lot of time to make up ground and as far as technically and what his coaches can see as far as tendencies. I mean, he may, he may like, uh, he may smooth out some areas, but John's got, he's the one with the years of experience. Now, is it a dangerous fight? Of course. Of course it's a dangerous fight. But what's more dangerous is going up to heavyweight, so... I don't know what – I don't get – that's my biggest thing is, like, how is he scared of you? But at the same time, he's going up to – he's going with the heavyweight. Like, that's more terrifying than fighting another light heavyweight fighter. Juan Archuleta versus Apache Mix to crown new Bellator Bantamweight champion. That's a good fight. Um – Patchy Mix is a Winkle John fighter. Juan Archuleta. I think he's still undefeated. Crazy undefeated streak. Dana White, John Jones can fight for a heavyweight title, but only after Francis Ngannou 
chasing dreams. Israel, Israel Adesanya willing to chase John Jones up to heavyweight? Yeah, maybe. Corey Anderson reveals how terrifying health scare ultimately led him to Bellator MMA. That's right. Corey Anderson's now Bellator. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Like, we just lost the top contender. You're talking about a guy that just knocked out Johnny Walker, and then he lost to uh, Blackowitz, uh, Polish power Blackowitz, but... Oh, uh, so he lo loses to him. Uh, going back to the health inspector, I still remember sitting there talking to my coach about what happened there, stitching my eye up. Anderson explained, I had a little cut over my eyebrow that did, they did that, and me and my coach are still sitting there because I've been knocked out three prior times. Each time you've got to do this whole test with your eyes. How many fingers are you holding up? What state are we in? What's your name? What year? What, what, different questions. So we're sitting there waiting, and the guy turns and says, you're free to go, and that's it. Waiting in, and says, just the stitches. They gave me a note that something said, like, seven-day no contact. I was like, when you get knocked out, you, do, you have, like, 60 days not doing anything, or 90 days not. Six days later, Anderson was out scouting some land for potential hunting trip when he remembers feeling lightheaded and dizzy. As I'm walking in the truck to my friend, I remember getting a little eye hand said, I grabbed his, his truck because I was off balance. Next thing I remember waking up next to the ambulance. Um, you just blacked out, hit the ground, started convulsing. I was like, I've got a newborn son. My Wait, so this was after the Blackowitz fight? Oh, no. No, take me back to that. Because Corey Anderson posted a picture where he had, like, a real bad thing. Uh, February 1st, following my last fight, I blacked out collapsed. Oh, okay, so he did. Okay, so that's smashing his face on the gravel road. That's what that's from. Um, says a hospital suffered from concussion and dehydration. Um, scary diagnosis. Okay, what's the scary diagnosis? God, just hurry up in these in these things. Sure enough, it opened up because my tropa tropa pen was so high, which had to do with my heart instead of my head. A total six or seven doctors during that time. Uh, open the summer case. Just paper things. Tropins are specific proteins in the bloodstream after a heart is damaged. Testing tropin levels allow physicians to diagnose a heart attack quicker. Um... Okay, so they wanted to put something in his chest. Ooh, yeah, definitely couldn't fight with that. 
Uh, then it came out that it wasn't all that kind of stuff. Damn. It wasn't that. And then the final verdict was just the concussion. <laughs> he eventually cleared her. Doctor came and told me I was cleared to return. It was as they rolled me into the recovery room. I grabbed my phone, turned my phone back, and emailed. Yeah, it's more just like the UFC kind of like didn't really care. They just sent him another they sent him another contract. They made him Yeah, they made him Yeah, then I've got kid they got bills to pay. They just sent him another contract, accepted, the person pulled out, and then he was just like thinking about his life. So it forced him to think about it and going, you know what? Uh Yeah. I think it's just like Bellator takes better care of their star, like their fighters. They have a smaller roster of fighters, so they don't have to worry about the top potential, and they're more worried about making the fights people want to see. So I think I think it's a good move for him. I mean, he's not getting the title that he wanted. He's not getting the title challenge that he wanted. So why not move to Bellator? I mean I don't I don't hate when fighters move over there. Um I think oh Diamond or Dustin Poirier might be fighting Tony Ferguson. He did put up an Instagram today, guess who I'm fighting? Um and oh, it could be oh 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 okay. Well, this just in, folks. Okay, so putting two and two together, Dustin Poirier was doing uh, speed back work this morning. I was like, it's gonna be Tony because Tony posts speed back work. Like that's the way to do it. And he said there will be blood, you know. But then Michael Chandler just posted a on his Twitter, a diamond. And, you know. Oh, also go check out Ben Askren's funny video with Chase Hooper. It was hilarious. He takes him to wrestling practice, and Chase Hooper just, like, does jiu-jitsu. It's funny. Uh, so Michael Chandler potentially versus uh, Dustin Poirier. Cam Soda, Cam Soda, back, back with the fights. Cam Soda putting the fights out. Uh, I forget who else did this, uh, or Cam Soda did this, but with like Charles Bennett was on it, and you can like, 
Okay, so. Oh, wow. So Charles Bennett back on it. Rico Rodriguez versus Alex Nicholson. And then Bruce Lutchmedeal. I don't know anything about these fighters. This is hilarious. It's, just like a, it's like cam girls. Thailand. Oh, wow. Okay, so they're going to Thailand. Bangkok rules. Soccer kicks, grounded knees, 12 to 6 elbows. What the fuck? The original fight island. Get the fuck out of here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is hilarious. It's hilarious, but... Matchups teetering on illegal. A melting pot of absolute killers. This is hilarious. I'm pretty sure this is from other fight organizations that they're that they're like posting. Oh my god, Fight Circus brought to you by Cam Soda. Oh my god, that's the strip club of fucking fighting. But I love fighting because. Because fighting is, it's such a, it's such like a base instinct primal thing that most people kind of like, ugh, turn their heads away from. But then most people like look at it. Like if a fight happens, you watch a fight happen. But it's the two levels of it, right? You got the, you got, you got the UFC who's trying to push it towards professional fight sports, professional sports right alongside the NFL. And then you got these other organizations that are like, now we're going to go the complete other way. We're going to have cam girls and fucking do it in Thailand where we got Bangkok rules and the matchups are almost illegal and da-da-da-da-da and, like, girls and fights. And it's just like a – it's just nostalgia of – Spike TV shit. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. All right, so these are the fight announcements. We got Kat Zingano versus Gabrielle Holloway in Bellator. In September, Juan Archuleta. Carlos Condit versus Court McGee. Uh, I see that as a Court McGee fight for days. I see that as just like a takedown city kind of fight. Boring, but whatever. Um, Rafael Dos Anjos versus Ishmael Makachev. That's a really good fight. Uh, or Islam Makachev. I think Islam should have been fighting Kevin Lee, to be honest, or or Kevin Lee's out. Um, I guess Rafael Dos Anjos makes the best, next, next best sense at welterweight. Anderson Silva versus Uriah Hall, and then Courtney Casey versus Priscilla Cachueta. But that awful first fight that Priscilla had in the UFC... She's only nine and three. All right, what else? Oh my God, Jeff Neal went into septic shock. Oh my God. Hmm. You got a headache. The headache, then my neck was stiff, and I went to see my physical therapist from the team. He just said it was stress-induced headache, like tension headache, da-da-da. Next day, he had 104 fever. Started getting 
diary. Ooh, throwing up. Got so bad he couldn't get out of the bed. And then I was dehydrated to the point where I couldn't drink water to dehydrate myself because anytime I drink water, I throw right up. Yeah, man. I, I would have been there. Yeah, definitely almost died. Septic shock usually kills you. Huh. That's crazy. That crazy. Well, good to good to know he's okay. Definitely good to know he's okay. Um, okay. Thomas Almeida versus Al Alejandro Perez, October 10th event. We're going to break down these fights in a second. How much time have we put? 20 minutes. We'll break down these fights in one second. John Salter fights this weekend. Shout out to John Salter from Wilmington. Was I just on? Oh, Brian Ortega versus Korean Zombie, uh, October 17th. Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis. It was a bunch of fights that I knew got. Diego Sanchez versus Jake Matthews. Rumble Johnson's coming back to light heavyweight. Or light heavyweight. Um, Johnny, Rocker versus, uh, Johnny Walker versus Ryan Spann. Great fight. Uh, 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 uh. That's right. Okay. I was like, there was a couple other fights that. And Dominic Reyes versus Juan Blakovich for the UFC light heavyweight title after John Jones vacates. I guess we're doing full circle. Um, yeah. Dom Reyes, Juan Blakovich. That's going to be great. 253. Um, it's going to be post John era. Someone posted that. And that's crazy if you think about it. Whoa, actually, wait, is it really for 253? Oh, shit, that's the co-main event. Ooh, that's going to be a good fucking card. I mean, if you look at the... To be honest, I'm going to probably go with Juan in this fight because of the the significant... The significant just fight experience 26 to 8 i know 20 or 12 and 1 it's just it's just Juan Blakovich always gets that always doesn't get the credit when credit's due and those guys in Poland they're no joke so 2 weeks from now and that's the same or not 2 weeks from now 4 weeks from now um i mean that's the thing it's the thing with those those veterans Especially Juan, everyone doubted him. Corey Anderson doubted him, or not? Well, of course Corey did, but like people doubted during the Corey Anderson fight. 
because Corey was doing well and knocked out Johnny Walker and was like on his way. And then he hit him with that Polish power. So it's a post-John era. It's going to be weird. What's even crazier, what I love is uh, John didn't lose the title ever. So he'll always go down as there's not many fighters. Uh, GSP's one who walked away from the title. John Jones. Really, John and GSP. Could be, potentially could be one of the last to walk away from the title. DJ, no, DJ lost the title. Yeah, just those two. Crazy. All right, so let's get, over, let's get to these fights this weekend. Uh, as far as prelims, please watch Austin Hubbard versus Joe Selecki. Uh, best luck to Joe. Um, great phenomenal black belt in jiu-jitsu here in Wilmington, North Carolina, um, from my hometown. Awesome to train with. Great guy. Uh, trains with John Salter, so they're both fighting this weekend. John's fighting in Bellator, and Joe's fighting in the UFC. So, you know, they've got each other to train with. Got a great team over there. Best of luck. Austin Hubbard. Uh, his last win was to that guy that the Max Rocks Poth who uh, had that controversial um, loss or a controversial, like, corner thing where he, he quit and his coach was like, no, and then he, you know, whatever. Um, hold on. Austin <coughs> Hubbard. He, uh, let's see. I just want to see that last fight. I guess I'll watch some of his highlights. Um, heavy wrestling guy. Uh, he's got to be careful with. Selecki, Selecki's got really good, really good chokes. Like, really good chokes, if you're not careful. Sneaky ones, too. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky ones. Um, as far as grappling goes, yeah, I don't know. All right, let's move on. Can't get any highlights from it. So check that fight out. All right. So in the main or main card, we got Daniel Rodriguez versus Takashi Sato. Uh, Daniel Rodriguez is a beast of a boxer. Um, has jujitsu from Tenth Planet. Uh, Twelve and one going against Sato. His last fight, he won by a close decision against Gabe Green, who was a who was a late replacement, and now he's going against Takashi Sato. Uh, I think this is a fight set up for Daniel Rodriguez. Takashi's coming off of a knockout in the first round against Jason Witt back in June. After that, he lost to Bilal Muhammad. 
which is kind of where I'd put Daniel Rodriguez as far as skill level. It'd be in the Daniel Mohammed, Bilal Mohammed era area. So I think that favors him in that. And you have to have really good wrestling or really good hands. Let's check this dude out. Takashi Sato. He, uh, okay, so he knocks out Ben Saunders. So he's, he's, I mean, quick on his feet, in and out movement. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think uh, Daniel Rodriguez's hands are going to be too, too hard hitting for him. All right, so then you got a f women's flyweight decision or a flyweight. Uh, flyweight match between Maria Maria Akapova versus Shayna Dobson. I mean, kind of set up for Maria to win. Shayna Dobson's three and four. Kind of questioning why she's even in the UFC. And then Maria Akapova, nine and one. Probably highest, yeah, minus 1,200. Yep, 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 uh, yep. Daniel Rodriguez is the favorite. I'm not telling anyone anything that they don't know. Marcin Paracino versus M Mike Rodriguez. Don't know much about these two, to be honest. Uh They're not even on the card to bet. Huh. I guess they took the... Oh, no, here they are. Mike Rodriguez is the favorite and is in the blue corner. That's a funny thing. Or not the favorite. Uh, okay, so Enclave. This dude's 2-0 and or 0-2 in the UFC. And then Mike Rodriguez is 0-1 in the UFC. Man, this is a fucking pick 'em fight if I've ever seen one. It's a must fight. It's a must win for either. Um, that doesn't really... I mean... It's just a must win for either guy. There's not much to it. it Toss-up, I'm assuming. I mean, uh, Mike Rodriguez is considered the favorite... So I don't know. Go with Mike Rodriguez. Actually, in this in this scenario, since it's a it's a it, it's a must win, go with Marcin Parcino because both guys are coming in there to win. Uh, he's actually Owen too, so he's more likely to come out with a with ferocity to win. So definitely, definitely go with the underdog on that one. That's gonna be my underdog pick. And then you have Ovin St. Preux versus Alonzo Menafield. Um, 
uh, I never count OSP out. OSP out or OSP's always been. Okay, he's my underdog then. Uh, OSP so 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 so. Um, he's a veteran. He's athletic. He's sneaky, tricky, power. Um, been there with the best guys in the world. And Alonzo Munafield's only had ten professional fights. I think it's a really, and it's not like OSP's at the end of his career. He's just in a good place where I don't really see him coming back to the. He tried his hand at heavyweight. Now he's back to light heavyweight where he succeeded. I mean, he lost. He won, then lost. He's on a two-fight losing streak, submission to Nikita Krylov. Then he beat Michael Ole Janstruck. Then he went to decision with Dominic Reyes. A close, I mean, he almost got knocked out in the very end. Um, Submitted Tyson Pedro. Alir Latifi submitted him. I mean, the guys that he's competed against have, I mean, he knocked out Corey Anderson now we're back in 2017, but still, I'm just trying to explain how, like, the competition level he's at, it's hard for me to bet against him, and him being an underdog is fucking weird to me, but whatever. Uh, I put my money on OSP every day. It's not that big of an underdog, but definitely put your money on him. And then Frankie Edgar versus Pedro Munoz in the main event. Uh, it's hard not. It's hard not to see how Pedro Munoz doesn't come out this the winner, especially with his submission game. Uh, he's so 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 educated with his submission game. Uh, down in American Top Team, constantly working on it. He's also very got a very good leg lock game. And Frankie Edgar, being a heavy wrestler, it's. It's kind of a, a wrestler's basis kryptonite uh, when a wrestler bases to use or to get up for ground and pound, to like get a base for ground and pound, posture up and everything like that. Um, it opens them up for a leg lock. I'm not saying that Frank Edgar with Almeida or Ricardo Almeida in his corner doesn't know that how to defend against leg locks. I just think Pedro Munoz isn't one of those guys where Frankie's going to be comfortable implementing his game at any point. So I think it's just going to be, it's either going to be um, a decision. You know what? Hmm. No, I don't know. Mm. I've also never seen Frankie at bantamweight. It's a really close fight. I just think, oh, how old is Pedro? Yeah, Pedro's a little bit older or a little bit younger. Just as far as competition goes, it's also been bantamweight stuff too. So Pedro lost his last fight to Aljamain Sterling. Uh, he knocked out Cody Garbrandt, which I don't know if that means much at this point. Knocked out Brian Caraway. Decision: Brett Johns. Decision, uh, John Dodson. 
submitted Rob Font after knocking him down. Trying to see if there's anyone. Oh. He lost a, well, that's a while ago. Um, Brian Caraway is probably the closest to Frankie Edgar's game. I want to see how fast Frankie is when he gets to Bantamweight, and I want to see how his chin holds up. I don't know. Frankie's kind of old. Uh, it, uh, since I gave you two underdogs to put your money on, this one, keep it on the favorite with Pedro Munoz. Exciting fight. Uh, Frankie's going to have to be careful in the first couple rounds as Pedro works on his submission game, like implementing a submission game, and then towards the later rounds of it, be careful on the getting uh, getting a knocked out uh, by Pedro because he's got heavy hands. I mean, Frankie doesn't get knocked out easy, but he has been recently by Chan Sung Jung and then Brian Ortega. These guys are bigger than Pedro is, but you never know. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Frankie's coming off of that Chan Sung Jung fight, and he's coming off of two losses in a row. All right. Well, that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, don't forget to watch Bader Bell Tour 244 this weekend. And then, yeah, that's all we got. Make sure to watch the fights. The fights are going to be on ESPN Plus. Uh, at what time? 8.30. So kind of a cool time. All right. Until next time, I'll be back Monday to break down the winners and losers. So till then... Hope you guys enjoyed this week's episodes. Make sure to go over to sunscrapnation.com to check out anything more, to get any more. Remember doing privates if you're in the Charlotte area uh, soon. So head over there and get the email and email me. I'll talk to you there. Other than that, sunscrapnation.com. For anything else, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, all your listening apps, podcast app, wherever, Sunscrap Nation. I'm your host as always, Daniel Jonas. Um, until next time, enjoy the fights, enjoy this weekend, stay safe, peace.